sometimes thoughts pop into our head that is like, where did that come from? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we decide what to do with it. So just because we have negative thoughts coming to our head doesn't mean we're not in control of our thoughts. Those are going to come. We have triggers. We have wounds. We have issues. We have, we live in a broken world. We have an enemy. I mean, there's just so many reasons, right? Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, welcome back, friends. We are on with Miss Heather Lowey, and today's topic is stop spiraling out. I am so excited to dive into this. Heather, thank you for joining me, and let's nice. dive in. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes. So let's just dive in with why this topic matters right now. What would you say kind of comes up for you of why is this such an important topic for us to address? Well, I, I'm actually, as I mentioned, we're working with a, a mentor group and we were just talking about like so much heaviness, so much going on in the world. And it's easy to have those moments where things just, you know, when you have something go wrong and then you immediately notice the next thing going wrong and the next thing going wrong. And so we were just talking about how that just like spirals out your day. And so we actually started a little study um, by Jenny Allen and it was, it's called get out of your head. Um, and it was this concept of like using that spiral, you can either spiral out or you can spiral up. So we started talking about like, just there's so much heaviness in the world. How do you take those moments and pause and not let one thing turn into 12 things in a day. And suddenly you're judging your day entirely based on all the things that have gone wrong versus, okay, one thing happened. How do we course correct for ourselves? And so that's kind of where this, this came about for, for me. And, and I think for probably a lot of women and a lot of parents right now. Yes, this is such a great topic. And I love this concept of, I have a choice. I can spiral out or I can spiral up. Mm -hmm. It's this like intentionality of this happened, this outside circumstance that I have no control over happened to me. Now I have a choice. Am I going to let that get me spiraled out, get me out of control, right? Or am I going to pause and course correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think you and I have probably talked about this before is one of my favorite quotes, but it's like energy flows where attention goes. So if we start to like focus in on the negative and all those things that are happening, of course, then we're going to like focus in and that's what we're going to see. And, and I'm not trying to like sugarcoat everything and say that negative things don't happen. That's not the case, but right. just when we have that filter on that's, we're going to continue to see that. And that's the direction that we're going to vibe in versus pausing and saying, okay, this negative experience, this negative thing has happened. How do I acknowledge it? 
how do I let myself feel those feelings before then I move on to the next thing and just in the in the rush right we're in the rush we're always in a rush to go and do the next thing and do the next thing and I don't feel like we allow ourselves the space to really acknowledge like this is what happened um this is so good. And this is such a needed conversation, especially right now, especially with everything going on in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the concept of, it's not about ignoring and just sugarcoating and pretending like everything's okay. That's not what spiraling up means. It's making sure that we feel the feelings. Mm-hmm but not living there, not camping out there, not letting that become our reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just had an experience last week and I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to share the story and that's probably the wrong, wrong word to use. But, um, so it was, you know, the day after the Texas shooting, which was absolutely awful and horrendous for everybody involved, for just parents in general, for everyone. And, I went to my son's fifth grade graduation um, was that that very following day. And we had a moment of silence. And I will say, like, it set me the the emotions that came during that moment were just completely overwhelming um, for me, for, for a lot of people in the room, right? It wasn't just me. But um, and I think at that moment, I realized, like, I was completely spiraling out. Like I my husband was kind of looking at me like, you, you can't get yourself together. I was just like completely overcome with emotion, crying. And then, you know, a a kid gets up and gives a great speech about their experience at the school. And I just, Nadine, mess, absolute mess, like cannot get myself together, right? Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I cried through the entire graduation and had the big puffy eyes, you know, we're trying to take a picture at the end. And I'm just, at this point, I'm like completely this emotional basket case. But I think that, as I reflect on that now with this concept of spiraling, it's, it really was, it was, I never allowed myself to, to feel what I was feeling. It was just like, oh gosh, that happened. Say a prayer for those families and and move on to the next thing. Right. And then it just, when I had that pause, when I had that moment, it became so incredibly overwhelming. And then it led to tears for a solid, like 30 minute fifth grade graduation that I'm sure people are thinking, why is she so upset over this moment, you know? Um, But it was the culmination of all those moments. And I think that, especially as women, that's what we do. We we don't allow ourselves to feel the feels and then we get completely overwhelmed. And maybe it's through lots of tears and emotion, or maybe it's that explosion, explosion at your spouse for not unloading the dishwasher, you know, or like right. whatever that is. Um, it can be a, those two extremes. Yeah. And you're right. Because when we stuff it, it's going to come out. Yes. Right. And so we get so busy or we're naturally so busy that we don't allow ourselves to feel whatever feeling we need to feel the grieving, the heaviness, the sadness, the anger, the all of those things. Right. And then mm-hmm. when we do have that moment of silence, it's interesting that it came up when you had a moment of silence, mm-hmm. right? It's like, Whoa, it's there. Um, and whether it comes out in tears or whether it comes out in anger or in lashing out or in, you know, it, um, what's the word I'm looking for behavior. That's unhealthy. Like the numbing, the drinking, the drug, you know, like we, 
we have to soothe it somehow. Um, and so I think allowing ourselves the space and giving ourselves that permission to really feel it and release it um, mm -hmm. is so important. Yeah. And, and because this spiraling thing is, is so top of mind for me, because as I mentioned, I'm, we're, we're talking through this in my mentor group, but I did come home from that experience and took that moment of pause of like, Oof, what just happened? You know, what, what is going on for me? And then just sitting in it for a little while and realizing that there's just, there is that heaviness going on. And no, there's not a lot of things that I can necessarily do directly to affect the outcome for that, but I can allow those feelings for a while and I can then choose, okay, what, what is my next? move? What is my next step? But just allowing it the space and that, that pause. Um, and instead of harboring those feelings, a lot of acknowledgement. That's good. And I'm hearing you say allowing the space, but also allowing the feeling mm -hmm. and then making a choice of, okay, now what do I have control over? What can I do with this? Yeah not sitting in it. So let's talk about, let, let's kind of dig in like, okay, how, when I start spiraling out, what are some things, what are some uh, tools, what are some things that I can do to spiral up versus out? Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're talking about with the mentoring group? What are the things that are working? Yeah. It, I think the first piece of this is, is recognition that it's happening, right? So we've all had those moments, you wake up in the morning and you realize, you left a load of laundry in the washer the night before. And so that, you, okay, so that sets it off, right? And then you're, you're in a traffic jam on the way to work. And like, I, just, so that, say, I yeah. just, I just have to say, I do this way too much. Like <laughs> I leave my laundry in the washer and, you know, when I leave it in the dryer after it's dry, fine. I, I, yeah, I consider yeah. the laundry done at that point, really. <laughs> But man, when I leave it in the wash and then the clothes get moldy, I'm like, really again? I mean, come on. I get so mad at myself when I do that. Okay. Sorry. I just, I just spiraled right there, right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you, you know, you stub your toe on the way to the car and then the dog gets out and then you get in the car and you run yep. into traffic. And it really like, it's about, I think though, in those moments, it's easy to think like, oh, this is going to be the worst day ever. And yeah. so if you find yourself saying something like that to yourself, like come up with what those trigger points are. And if you find yourself saying that thinking, okay, hold on a second. Is this truly the worst day ever? Right? Like, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> probably not your worst day ever. Just do some of the things that have happened over this time. Like, would you rather they not have happened? Of course, right? But it's not the worst day ever. So it's really about like stopping yourself in those moments and generalizing the day. I mean, in a lot of cases, that's probably not even 8.30 in the morning and you've already labeled the day as worst day ever, right? right. So so it's creating those like recognition points where where you are really starting to spiral out and you're looking for all of the the, the God awful things that have happened, right? Yep. And then it's about creating the shift in it. Well, no, no, sorry, not creating the shift first, acknowledging it. Okay. What about this has been super frustrating for me? What about this? Do I think I want to address? How am I feeling about this? You know, like allowing yourself that space, like we talked about and then creating that shift. Um, one of the things that we've talked about is gratefulness exercises. And I think we maybe even talked about this in our last podcast, yes. right? But are, what are those 
three things that you can think about that you're grateful for in that moment. And, and maybe you have an exercise of doing that a couple of times a day. Do you pause before lunch and say, okay, from now until lunchtime, what is it that I'm grateful for in this day so far? Yes, a lot of sucky things maybe have happened and, and, and stupid things and maybe really, really bad things have happened, right? Mm-hmm. But are you bucketing all of those things in the same category? Because there are days that are really, really bad, loss of a loved one, um, you know, losing a job, you know, those kinds of things. And those, but I think our, our general human tendency is to bucket all bad things into the same bucket. And so how do you start to separate those out? And, you know, a a red, yellow, green system or something for yourself where you're like, okay, these kinds of, these are trivial things. They still bothered me. I'm going to acknowledge that, but now I'm going to move on from them. And then what are those things that you need to sit with a little longer? Maybe you need to talk to somebody, right? Like to really share how you're feeling about those things that are bigger and harder to overcome because there are larger categories, right? Um, but then creating that shift into, into gratefulness, if, and when you're ready for that. That's good. That's so good. I'm, I'm writing down all these notes. Um, and what's kind of standing out for me and what you're saying is it's not about avoiding the triggers because we can't avoid the triggers. It's about recognizing the triggers. Um, and the quicker we recognize them, the better we're going to be. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how long am I going to let that trigger um, linger versus acknowledging and going, okay, I have been triggered or I have been, you know, I'm I'm starting to spiral out. I need to pause. And what I immediately envision is the reset button. You know, I love like, it. Yeah. Yes. Like reset button. And I'm totally aging myself, but if you remember the Nintendo, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Nintendo games with Super Mario and Tetris, just like the old school Nintendo games, right? And anytime I was like doing pretty poorly, I could just go and hit that reset button and go, okay, I'm starting over. I'm starting over. And that's kind of what I envisioned where it's like, okay, I'm recognizing the trigger. This doesn't mean my whole day or my whole week or my whole year is ruined. Let me just Mm -hmm. hit that reset button. Let me acknowledge it. And then I love what you talked about with creating the shift. And you gave that very practical tool of the gratitude. You know, another practical tool that I use a lot is music. Music really shifts Mm -hmm. me. Um, and I love that, but I also love that you address the fact of like, sometimes I need more than just a gratitude list. Like maybe I need to reach out to my therapist. Maybe I need to reach out to a friend and hash this out. Maybe I need to, you know, sit and journal this out and figure out some solutions. Maybe I need to have a conversation, you know, like, um, I think it's like becoming aware of what do I need to do to create the shift, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is also really, really important. We also talk a lot about in coaching about like thought, feeling, and action. So I think we kind of just went through that, but it's like recognizing the thought, acknowledging the feeling that we're getting from it, and then moving to action. Now that may sound like, okay, oh gosh, I got to go through a process every time I have like a, a you know, a, a thought, of an angry thought or a frustrated thought. But I think what we need to realize is that can be very, very quick, right? That, those can be within seconds of like, okay, here's the thought a triggering thought, as you said, right? And then here's my feeling that I associate with the 
okay, well, no wonder I'm feeling a little triggered in this space, right? Like I'm in a hurry and, and this paused me from getting to, from point A to point B, right? And so then my action upon that can either be to continue to spiral and get frustrated and, you know, whatever, or it can be to pause and say, okay, I'm acknowledging that I'm frustrating because I'm late and here's what's going to happen now. And so just creating that thought, feeling, action. So I've had people like even put that in their, in their car on a little note card of like thought, feeling, action as a way to like trigger themselves. Okay. What are, what are these thoughts that are running through my mind um, that I can, that I can start to now recognize and just be really, really self-aware of. Yes. And what I keep hearing over and over is this intentionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am in charge of my thoughts. I don't, my thoughts don't dictate the day. I tell my thoughts where to go. Um, it makes me think of a verse in Philippians. Uh, it's Philippians 4, 8. It says, fix your, uh, your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Um, I just love that where it's like, fix your thoughts. Like you get to dictate where your thoughts go. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book I love- and I don't even- remember the reference it was years ago um and it was it was a parenting book and it was a parent trying to teach their little very emotional girl how to control her thoughts and it was something along the lines of imagine your thoughts i'm going to totally butcher it but it helps me because i think of it sometimes myself um she uh the parent was saying that imagine your emotions and your thoughts to be a wild horse And you get to decide whether you're going to take control of that horse or whether that wild horse is going to run you all over the place. And you get to control that, you know, like you get to decide what you're going to do with the wild horse. You're riding it. You're in charge of it. You know, and it's this intentionality. So I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Heather? Yeah, no, that's great. I love that you brought up the Philippians first, because that's um, in this exercise that we're going through in Jenny Allen's like that's the Philippians is what we talk through a lot within that. So it's just perfect that you, you brought that up as, as the verse that came to mind with this, because that's exactly, you know, she's saying like, focus on God, focus on the truth, focus on the things that we can, we can control our thoughts. Yes. Right. And so it's, it's just that um, intentionality and that, that self-awareness. Yeah. And then once we have that, deciding what we want to do with it, feeling at choice. Yes. And Yes, we have control over our thoughts, but sometimes thoughts pop into our head that is like, where did that come from, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's when we decide what to do with it. So just because we have negative thoughts coming to our head doesn't mean we're not in control of our thoughts. Those are going to come. We have triggers. We have wounds. We have issues. We have, we live in a broken world. We have an enemy. I mean, there's just so many reasons, right? But I think Mm -hmm. the power comes in what am I going to do with this thought and how long Mm -hmm. am I going to let it linger if it's unhealthy or if it's leading me to spiral out, if it's, if it's stealing the best from me. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, And then two other things came up for me as I'm, you know, like now I get into the practical, like I want to give you ladies some practical things, right? Of like, okay, how do I apply this? And I think we talked about some really great things, but the two practical things that keep coming up for me that I want to invite you ladies to do is the first one is quiet time. 
Mm-hmm. And I love Heather that your emotions came up when you had that moment of silence. And I can so relate to that because sometimes I don't have a clue what I got going on in my emotions or in my yeah. thoughts until I actually get quiet. Yeah. Uh, one of the exercises that I, I do in a lot in workshops is I, I have everybody get out their phones, which might sound a little odd, like don't check email. Right. But go into your calendar and block off an hour of white space. Because how often do we actually have white space? Yes. And, and, you know, I, I'm like, I feel sometimes like I'm preaching it, but maybe not living up to it. Right. Because sometimes I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh my Lord, I don't have a single bit of white space within this. And so I know it's a challenge, but it's also so very, very important. And probably why those emotions came up the way they did, because it's just been nonstop. Right. And so then having that, that, that moment of quiet, that white space suddenly became full of emotion. Right. But having that, whether, and, and if you're good at a calendar, put it on the calendar, look at your month and create like some, some white space moments for yourself. And if an hour is too much, is it 30 minutes? Is it 15 minutes? Right. But getting that, getting that white space for yourself um, isn't key. Even if it's like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening, even if it's five minutes, just like this time to release. I remember when I was going through a really, really difficult season, I was like in heavy grief. And so I I was like, I cannot stay in, like, I can't survive like living in this heavy grief. And so I would schedule my grieving time and I would literally give Mm -hmm. myself time to sit and like grieve. And so anytime these negative emotions would come up, I would say, oh wait, it's not my grieving time. I'm gonna save it for my grieving time. And it worked, it really, really worked. And man, my grieving time, I let it out. I mean, my neighbors That's probably awesome. could hear me like moaning, moaning <laughs> and yelling. And like, but I needed to let that out. I just needed, I needed to tell it where I go. It wasn't gonna mm-hmm. run my day. I was gonna say, okay, here's your allotted hour let's release this. Yeah. You're giving it its space. Like it needs space to come out at some point, but you're controlling that space to some extent and saying like, okay, you're not going to take up my entire day, but you can have the five or 10 minutes here. Let's think through it. Let's talk about it. Right. Even visualizing it as kind of an out of body experience. Like sometimes grabbing something very, I have an angel across the, you can't see it, but it's across the, on a shelf there. And that's kind of my, like, I put things on it. Like, okay, I'm not dealing with it right now, but yeah. it's, it's sitting there and I know I can grab it and take it off the shelf at any point in time. That's good. I love that. So quiet time is one thing that I would invite you ladies to consider mm-hmm. adding to your schedule, that white space that Heather talked about. The other thing that kept coming up for me as we were having this discussion is creating like a toolbox uh, mm-hmm. to help us shift uh, spiral up is how we're phrasing it. So like, what are some things I would put in my toolbox to help me spiral up? We had talked about gratitude, right? We talked mm-hmm. about music. Maybe it's a walk in nature. Maybe it's stretching. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a list of a couple of girlfriends that you know kind of shift you because they just have this uplifting energy or attitude or whatever. What, what are those things that you're going to put in that toolbox? So then when you're spiraling out and you don't even, you can't really even think you're like, oh yeah, I have a toolbox. Wait, what's in my toolbox? Again? Okay. I'm going to do X. Um, yeah. That way it's kind of ready for you. Even writing that down, like having that menu of, of those, of those toolbox options. Right. So that, because when you're in that moment, it may be hard to see 
the forest through the trees, right? Like you're, you're, you're kind of in that you're having a hard time focusing on something different. So if you can pull that sheet out, it can be in the front of your journal. It can be a sheet of paper in your desk, right? But just grabbing that and saying like, okay, these are the things that I have found effective in the past. What, what am I going to choose right now? What do I want to try? And will they always work? No, they may not always work and that's okay. Right. But at least you're working and you're effectively doing something to feel a choice that I'm trying this tool. I'm trying this tool. I'm going to try a different one the next time. Right. Until you find the things that work for you, but having that listed out and in front of you, is going to support you in that moment. Just I, this might be a really weird thing to equate it to, but I don't know how if this is for you guys. But anytime we get ready to go to dinner, there's obviously a gazillion and one choices around here. And and we have talked all the time, oh, we should try this restaurant. Oh, we should try this restaurant. And then when we are under the pressure of, okay, where should we go to dinner tonight? I can't think of a darn one that we've talked about, right? right? And so I had to start notes in my phone of like, when we think of a restaurant, I'll throw it on there because yeah. inevitably when I get in the heat of the moment, my mind blanks out. And so use that restaurant equation, right? What is your menu that that's going to be supportive for you? That's a great idea. And I love how it's such a simple concept, but right when you brought it into the example of the restaurants, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, well, Heather, is there anything that as we kind of wrap up this episode here, is there anything specific that you want to say to wrap this up to our listeners about spiraling out, or I should say spiraling up versus spiraling out. Yeah, I would just say like, it's, it's okay. And what I mean by that is we, we all have those moments. And so now it's about trying to create those pops of recognition to work yourself through that thought feeling action so that you're taking that, taking that pause, but allowing those feelings and then moving into action. And we're not going for perfection right? There's going to be yes. moments. You're going to have that fifth grade graduation moment where it just becomes so overwhelming and you cry in front of a hundred of your closest friends, right? But, <laughs> but those yes. moments happen. So give yourself grace and know that you're, you're just, you're a work in progress and that is perfectly fine. What a great reminder of, we don't need to do anything perfectly. We are not called to be perfect. We are called to be human beings. Yes. Like that's it. Broken, messy humans. So we don't have to do it perfectly. However, I had this like possibility in my mind come up of what would the world look like if just me and you, Heather, and just our listeners, however many, several hundred listeners, let's call it, right? Okay if we started being intentional about spiraling up versus spiraling out and we just mm -hmm. kept getting better and better and better and practicing it and developing that skill set what would happen in our world what would happen in our communities what would happen with our children and how they could watch us and we could model that for them and what if they started spiraling up versus spiraling out like i really believe we can shift the atmosphere based on our choices, based on our uh, decision to be intentional about we're going to spiral up. We're not going to spiral out. Oh, I, that's, well, first off, that's a beautiful thing. I love it. And I think it's absolutely possible um, because then you're going to surround yourself with others that are doing that too, that you're actively working on that together. And that's huge. 
Yes. Ladies, thank you for joining us. You are loved and you are perfect just the way you are. And let's just keep spiraling up and let's do it one day at a time. Let's just keep getting better. Thank you, Heather, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose, and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.